Hello everybody and welcome to the first ever episode of A Peek into the Graphic Communication Industry. I'm your host, Rouge Khan, and I'm a first year student in Graphic Communication Management at Ryerson University. And this is my first ever podcast. Um, I am both scared and excited, and I really hope that you enjoy this, because if you don't, I just might cry. <laughs> but enough about me, let's jump into the topic for today. So for today's topic, I chose Paula Shore, which according to Cowell, Paula is one of the most influential designers of all time. With over 50 years of experience, she is one of the many partners in Pentagram, the world's largest independent design consultancy, according to their website. The Pentagram is filled with renowned graphic designers such as Emily O'Berman, Maria Willer, Colin Forbes, and many more head-turning names. Paula is a very talented artist. She started to enjoy the arts when she was young, even though her family was not very fond of it. Going against the norms within her family lineage, she pursued the arts. In her new Netflix documentary series called Abstract, The Art of Design, she said herself, back then, she was the happiest when making things, which is why she went into the arts. Her love for the arts led her to go to Tyler School of Arts studying illustration, where she fell in love with not just typography, but her husband, Seymour Chaswest, a graphic designer known for his diverse body work. He's won multiple awards, such as Best Illustrated Book of the Year, 1985 AIGA Medal, and many more others. He's also the first person that introduced Paula into the world of typography, which is what her design and artwork is heavily based around. Now that we have a little insight of who she is as a person, I want to talk about her most infamous works of designs, which most people know her for or should know her for. According to Dwyer, in 1998, Citicorp and Travelers were merging together to become a $140 billion entity, and Paula was in charge of making their new brand identity. While sitting in the meeting with the leaders of Citibank and Travelers, Paula was doodling away on her napkins, listening to both sides' wants and needs. And then, in just five minutes, she had come up with the logo that we know and love today. That doodle on the napkin was worth $1.5 million at the time. But the most interesting part of the story isn't actually the million-dollar idea, but rather the thought process behind the logo. The way she came up with the idea was incredible. She explained in the documentary that there was a T in both of the company's name, and in the previous Traveler's logo, there was an umbrella. The lowercase T looked like a little hook, she explained, and if you put a little arc on the top, it looks like an umbrella. And, conveniently, it lined up with the two eyes within City. So by combining these two elements, she created a logo that perfectly married the two companies together. I couldn't believe that she came up with this in just five minutes. It's truly surprised me. I mean, it takes me a whole day just to create one logo. But for her, it was a matter of seconds, which astonishes me. Being that quick on your feet is a skill I aspire to have. When 
Paula started working with Pentagram in 1991. She only had minor jobs in the beginning. Her first major project came in 1994, and that was to create the brand identity for the public theater. According to Wolfie, the director of the theater, he explained in the documentary that they were having problems being one conclusive identity, as they were mainly known to have multiple identities. When she started to create the public theater's identity, she went straight to one of her favorite books, titled The American Woodtype. As she flipped through the book, she came across a page that had a bunch of R's in different sizes and shapes, and she said in the documentary she realized that she could make the word public in the same kind of weights, meaning wide and thin, short and big, and she and that she wouldn't need to create an image as the letters would symbolize all of New York as every type of weight was included. Paula was able to create something that not many can do. She had set the bar so high for others in the industry. Her work was so different from the others that eventually people had started copying her concepts. Paula now and back then is still one of the biggest trendsetters in this industry. As we discussed before, Paula Schuer is known for creating brand identities for companies. But did you know she also dabbles in environmental graphics? Now you may wonder, what is environmental graphics? Well, according to Asher, it's what you expect it to be. It's graphics on your everyday environments, like on buildings, floors, seating areas, etc., etc. It's a way to make people engage with the space while also connecting them to it. One of her most notable environmental design was after Hurricane Sandy. The hurricane had hit the beaches, destroying everything laying there. Only to be seen was waste. The people of New York, and especially the people living in the area, were all devastated. Paula was called in to create an emotional signage system to help commemorate the beach and bring up the morale again. She created signage for different parts of the beaches. As she explained in the documentary, the beach looked unique from each angle. So they took photos from different areas of the beach to help functionally orient people while also connect them emotionally to the beach. By giving them identities, people were able to resonate with the place and connect with it. While she was talking about this project, she said in the middle, there was an emotional aspect to it. Design needs to take into human behavior into account. And that this quote really hit me deep because after hearing everything, the story behind the whole Hurricane Sandy situation, it made me realize the impact that design can really have on a person. One of her latest environmental pieces was created in the light of COVID-19 breakout. According to Gibson, when New York was opening up Highline Park after a long, long, long lockdown, Paula had been asked to create signage to direct people away from one another. So she created over 1,000 green dot markers to ensure that everyone was six feet apart and were social distancing from one another to not only ensure the safety of one another, but the safety of themselves, which I hope you as a listener is also doing.
She designed the spots to cover the seats, benches, and even the ground, while also creating sinus that went along everywhere, urging people to wear their mask and move in one direction to avoid people bumping into one another, according to Gibson. The reason why Paula chose the green circle was to organize the space and help the people judge the way forward and back, while also being able to space themselves accordingly, according to Pentagram. This design, though simple, is very well thought out and looks elegant and unique, rather than tacky, which is what which is very much Paula's style. That's all I have for you today. I hope that you learned something new about Paula Shore. She's truly an inspiration and I can't wait to see her reach new levels with work. She is definitely an artist to look out for and someone I will most likely continue to follow. Thank you again for listening and I hope you have a nice day. Um, Peace out and bye.